This week on The Swear Wolves, we discuss the 1983 sci-fi horror flick, The Deadly Spawn. I'm Brett. I'm David. <laughs> I don't know why I said it that I'm way. Brett. <laughs> David, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, uh, you know, you know, I'm hanging. <laughs> dead I'm inside. Hanging. Yeah, dead inside. Dead inside. Uh, Valentine's Day was just last week. Oh yeah. We didn't even talk about it. Our Thank last you. episode. We didn't even mention for the lovely chocolates you sent me. <laughs> yes. um, That's I true. Didn't we didn't. Send him We're terrible romantics. Yeah. You know, this time of year is just really rough. I mean, my anniversary was in January. And then right after, like two weeks after that is Valentine's Day. And then like two weeks after that is my wife's birthday. Oh, man. So like, I'm like, <laughs> bom, bom, bom. It's just so it's coming. my wife's birthday. It's my wife's birthday. So say happy birthday oh, to happy Christina. Happy birthday, Christina. She is uh, uh, 30 years old. Did oh, you know she's so only young. turning 30, <laughs> 30 I would have even old. guessed that. I would have guessed uh, 26, 27. <laughs> That's why you're her favorite friend of mine <laughs> but yeah so i got bam bam well that was christmas anniversary i poor planning on my part yeah plus yeah exactly you could have just got married a different day i mean the other things aren't yeah. uh, quite as avoidable so you also got yeah or a conventions like, and stuff when's your, coming up when's your birthday september you i can't i can't date i can't date her oh she, her <laughs> about my birthday <laughs> no not yours <laughs> i know when your birthday is too um but yeah conventions are coming up uh you just got back from days of the dead uh thank you for getting some signatures from me there you bet uh, i'm gonna be going to uh new jersey twice god and, you, and you're gonna return god the favor and me. take some shit for me uh you know what else i'm gonna be doing this week hmm. this weekend i'm going to new york city Oh yeah, New York City. <laughs> Get a rope. <laughs> uh, my wife for her birthday. I'm taking her to uh, Manhattan. Oh, for a weekend. I'm jealous, man. New York is a blast. Never been. Oh, it's so fun. None of us have ever been. My kids are coming with us. None of us have ever been. We're uh, we're going. Yeah, you're gonna have a lot of fun. How exciting! Yeah, it'll be exciting. I'll have more updates. <laughs> um, probably not the next time we record because the next time we record, I will have not have gone yet, but, <laughs> but after, after that, that <laughs> there you go. after that, I'll be talking about it all the time. Uh, what else, uh, was I going to say? There was something else I was going to bring up, but if I think about it, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it. But, um, do you have anything? I got a whole, oh, I was gonna say I was going to Jersey for conventions. Oh, Monster yeah. Mania is coming up in March and uh, New Jersey horror con is uh, also in March a couple weeks after that. And then, uh, you have, I got a few, I've got Texas frightmare. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. May, right? Yeah. Late May, I think. And then, uh, like right after that, I think the next week is monster Palooza in Pasadena. So I'm going to both of those and then mad monster in July. 
Yeah, and I still might go out to Mad Monster. I do like that show. It's just um, flying. Yeah. I mean, the f- if you can get a good flight. It's expensive. But it's expensive, especially because I live in rural Pennsylvania, so I have to either drive to Philadelphia or I have to fly out of a smaller airport, and it's more expensive to yep. fly out of a smaller airport. So we'll see. We'll see. I got a side hustle going on, David. It's selling stuff on eBay. I should have promoted this. Maybe there's people out there who's like, oh, I collect this. I, you know, this is what I was going to talk to you about, actually. Mm. You know how when you get into a hobby, you're like all in. Oh, yeah. You like jump right in the pool. And you're like, I don't give a fuck. I'm collecting everything. Yeah, and you go overboard. Exactly. Started collecting horror-related action figures and memorabilia and shit like that. And it was like, I just bought anytime I saw something horror related that was a toy, I pretty much bought it. And then I, all of a sudden I have a bunch of shit. And then you start pinpointing, the more you get into the hobby, you start pinpointing the kind of stuff you want. And like, I gravitate more towards like the NECA ultimate figures yeah, yeah. and the NECA eight inch figures. Those are like the ones that I like to collect now, but I still have all, all the other, other shit. shit that I bought. <laughs> Which was a lot of like Funko Pops are big. Um, and I would see horror ones and I just buy them up. So I have a bunch of Funko Pops. And I don't know how popular they are uh, anymore with people. They must still be popular because I'm selling them on eBay and people are buying I'm saying them. And they still make them. Yeah, they still make them. <laughs> so I have a bunch of Funko Pops for sale. If you're interested in horror Funko Pops and you want to know what I have, just shoot me an email. Contact me uh, via. Uh, our it's, contact uh, it's worth more because it was owned by you a by swearwolf. swearwolf that's pretty cool <laughs> yes um so there's that so i've been selling some of that stuff to get some funds so i can support this hobby yeah but the one thing i will say is like we, we started collecting about the same time uh original one sheets mm-hmm. for movies and i don't think i've gone too overboard with that i've collected the ones that i want to collect not just buying ones just because same. Yeah, there's a couple that I have that I'm like, uh, hindsight being 2020, I probably wouldn't have bought that Memoirs of an Invisible Man poster, but you know, it was it was ten dollars, I think, so I'll still sleep at night. Are you gonna are you gonna have John Carpenter sign it at Texas Frightmare? <laughs> oh shit, he is gonna be there. His line's gonna be so yeah. ridiculous though, and I don't have VIP, so I'm probably not gonna meet him at that show. Otherwise I would yeah. just so I could hear him talk shit about it. Because that was part of the reason know, why I got it was, uh, well, you were going to go to a show where Chevy Chase was going to be. I think that's what started it. That's, so I was like, I'll get yeah. Chevy Chase on it. And then the next time I meet Carpenter, I'll have him sign it and maybe he can talk shit and tell me what a dick Chevy Chase Chevy was. Chase. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, Chevy Chase had to wear some like really uncomfortable, like, oh, like all the prosthetics to and make stuff him Im- to like make him invisible. Look invisible. <laughs> That's what I've read. So he was really kind of a pisser about it because mm. of that. And I don't know. That movie was doomed to fail from the get-go. Yeah. Oh, well. But yeah, maybe someday. Yeah, it would be funny, though. But <laughs> if you recall, when we were in Pittsburgh and we met John Carpenter, we went back through and looked into his room, and he had just gotten back from break, and no one was in there. That's true. There, there was a point right where, to him. yeah, where his line was smaller. But another reason why I probably won't get him though is I'm only going to Texas Frightmare for one day. Like I'm going up oh, Friday shit. and I'm flying back Saturday afternoon. So I technically have a weekend pass. So if I, if there's anybody I don't get, I could go back Saturday and get them 
before heading to the airport. So yeah. I don't know. You raised some good points, Brett. Maybe I'll bring it. I'll bring the poster with me just so it's there. Don't put that on me. Don't well, bring, I'm the bring the tube anyway. I may as well pop it in there. Yeah, but I mean. I mean, how much uh, you're going to spend so much on John Carpenter's autograph on a fucking poster that nobody wants. So even if you ever did try to resell it, people are going to be like, memoirs are invisible, invisible man. man. Who gives a fuck? A lot of people be like, that's a movie? Yeah, exactly. They'd be like, that. I didn't even know that movie existed. Or they'd be like, John Carpenter directed that? Weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not an awful movie. It's not as bad as I was expecting. Because uh, I saw it for the first time not all that long ago. Maybe a couple years ago. Speaking of movies that we've seen for the first time, mm. you picked this movie that we're going to do this week. I did. Had you heard, how, how have you heard, how did you hear about this movie? I remember seeing uh, it at the uh, uh, mom and pop video store that I went to as a kid. So I remember seeing the the VHS box. Um, uh-huh. What kind of brought it back was uh, through our pinball hobby. Uh, there's a, the guy yeah. that uh, wrote the movie or one of the writers of the movie, uh, Ted... Bohis, I don't know how he pronounced his last uh-huh. name, but he, he, he posts yeah. on a on a pinball forum, and I think there was a post where he was talking about this movie. So I just kind of had it in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, it'd be one to do at some point because it looked super cheesy. It's like sometimes those are fun to watch and talk about. Well, you have to write to him on Pinside and just be like, hey, Ted, check out this. We talked about your movie. Yeah. Depending well, on what we say, I, I may or may not uh, <laughs> send that type of message. Well, we'll see. Uh, the movie we're talking about is the the Deadly Spawn, aka Return of the Aliens. Deadly Spawn, aka Return of the Aliens. The Deadly Spawn. So many titles. Yeah, so many titles. Came out in nineteen eighty three, April twenty second, nineteen eighty three. David, I feel like we've done these before. Ah, bummer. What was the number one movie? <laughs> uh, well, I went with uh, one that I have not brought up before. So a little uh, Steve Martin movie called The Man with Two Brains. The Man with Two Brains. I've never seen that one. Is it any good? I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I remember as a kid uh, thinking it was pretty funny. One of my favorite Steve Martin films uh, was uh, All of Me. Yes. That movie? Yes. Is that the one with, with, with Lily, Lily Tomlin? Tomlin? hilarious yes yes i love that movie i like the scene where he's like at the um, bathroom and he's like oh what does your side of the body have to do it he's like what he's like take it out he's like, take what out it's like the little fireman and she's like what and i can't remember they go back and forth he's like my penis <laughs> yeah, yeah the movie that's was a funny. pretty good one and when he's walking down the street and like half of him is walking like her and half of him's walking like her. yes <laughs> edwina gotta put edwina back in bowl um <laughs> No, the number one movie was not The Man with Two Babies. By the way, do you watch uh, Only Murders in the Building? Uh, yeah, I have not seen the second season. We're in the second season right now, uh, Christina okay. and I. We haven't finished it. I saw so. the first season, though, uh, and but, I really liked it. It was really good. Yeah, it's a good it's a good show. Uh, but uh, that wasn't the number one movie. Mm. None, of, none of that. No Steve Martin. Steve Martin didn't have anything to do with this movie. Uh, he might have seen it. <laughs> I don't know. The movie is called Flashdance. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was it Jennifer Beals? Is that her? I don't know. I think so. She wants to be a dancer, but she's a welder. That's right. And then uh, Irene Cara, R.I.P. <laughs> Irene Cara just uh, passed Aww, away. Yeah, R.I.P. I saw that movie once, and I remember. That's <laughs> I remember liking it a lot more than I thought it was. Like, it's not a bad movie. But yeah, I'm good. One yeah. and done. Yeah, it's okay. Number one song. Uh, I'm going with. I'll give you a hint. Yeah, I'll give you a hint. It's not 
Flashdance. <laughs> it's not what a feeling. It's not from Flashdance. Okay. Uh, I went with one by a band that I really, really like. I went with Burning Down the House by Talking Heads. I love Talking Heads. I fucking love Talking Heads as well. Did you ever see the movie True True Stories? Oh no, the, the one that he did? directed. David Byrne yeah. directed that, right? I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, he did. That movie is weird. Yeah, I'll bet. I don't think I appreciated it when I watched it, though. Like, I think I was probably like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I haven't seen it, That's though. what I sounded like when I was younger. Uh, mm. No, the number one song was not by a band at all. It was by an individual, probably the greatest of all time. Is it Michael Jackson? Yes, of course. <laughs> it's probably the greatest song. Well, the second greatest song off of the album that came out right around this time. Okay, so Beat It? <laughs> no. Thriller? Beat It's not this. Thriller's the first greatest song. Want to be the starting one something? is Billy Jean. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. Come on, David. Billy Jean's Get your shit together. Get your shit together, David. Come on. <laughs> Billy Jean's better than Beat It, right? Ooh. I don't, God, they're both really good. That's, that's a tough one. Because Billy Jean's got that awesome bass line. Mm-hmm. But then Beat It's got the Eddie Van Halen guitar solo. The Eddie Van Halen solo? Yeah. yeah. That's a tough one. Thriller's the best on the album, right? Because it's got the Vincent Price rap. <laughs> I don't even know if that's my favorite song on that album. I don't know. Thriller's cool. It's the best video. Oh, by far. It's the best Definitely video, video, video for sure. Ever made. Uh, the Deadly Spawn was written by Douglas McEwen, McEwen directed by Douglas McEwen, uh, with music by Paul Cornell, Michael Perlstein, and Kenneth Walker. Produced by Ted A. Bohus, John Dodds, and Tim Hildebrand. This movie stars Charles George Hildebrand as Charles, Tom DeFranco as Pete, Richard Lee Porter as Frankie, Gene Talford. Listen, it doesn't matter. It stars a bunch of people that nobody's ever fucking heard of, except for their parents. Uh, the <laughs> runtime now. Friends and loved ones. Yeah. The runtime on. The internet said it was 78 minutes. The shutter version was 81. I don't know if we Ooh, got three bonus extra footage. minutes <laughs> that they didn't get. Uh, but uh, the budget for this movie was, what do you think? Uh, pretty low. Uh, I don't know, $50,000? $25,000. Okay. And box office, I have no information on the box office. It's probably, probably zero. Hotbox. 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 Now, I didn't remember. You said you remember seeing this at the I think video so. store. Yeah. I didn't remember seeing this at the video store. I don't know if the VHS copy that I picked, because there's different versions, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. sometimes I go with whatever one looks the, coolest. the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The coolest. The one that I picked um, this week for um, the Deadly Spawn is actually Return of the Aliens Deadly Spawn. Ah. Do you know they titled it? Do you know why they titled it that? They try to get on the uh, too, alien train. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, sense. it was like a sequel to alien. Oh, <laughs> it's like who fucking, who in their right mind would, would, would buy like, that? Oh, I hear they made a sequel to alien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and this is what they came off with. Uh, He's in the city anyway, now. The cover, <coughs> the cover of the box uh, has the title up in the upper left-hand corner. It says Return of the Aliens, Deadly Spawn. And then uh, there's a picture of the main kind of creature, this three-headed worm-like thing. Mm-hmm. And each mouth has like many rows of teeth on the top and bottom of the jaw. And there's uh, also like a few body parts like scattered around like arms and yeah, legs. Yeah, I think that's the art I remember. It's like 
on the floor. And then below the picture, it says survival of the fittest man versus the ultimate eating machine. Oh, fuck. Going to the back of the box. Uh, there's a few like still shots of the movie mm-hmm. of the creature like eating or attacking various people. And then it reads the following return of the aliens deadly spawn. A fiery meteorite crashes into the woods, unleashing its deadly occupant to search for food. The multi-headed alien begins its reproductive cycle by violently attacking and consuming two young campers. Gorged with food, the monster finds its way into a dark basement where it gives birth to thousands of spawn, fish-like creatures with insatiable appetites. These alien larvae attack most everything and quickly chew their way through pipes and wiring. When Sam goes downstairs to investigate, the aliens viciously attack and consume him. His wife and the electrician are next in line as the mother alien and baby spawn grow in size and number. (laughs) The army of aliens makes its way upstairs to devour a room full of unsuspecting old women before taking over the house and ultimately the planet. Can mankind survive a battle with the ultimate eating machine? Take cover wherever you can, but don't go into the basement. Warning, this film contains graphic and elaborate special effects, which may be unsuitable for your children. Discretion is advised. Approximate running time, 90 minutes. Approximately. It's actually 81, but... <laughs> yeah, fuck it. <laughs> We're rounding up. <laughs> yeah, what'd you rate it? <laughs> it's told the whole, much it gave the whole plot. For the most part. Pretty much. Pretty much. I hate... I hate... Ever, ever since starting doing this... Actually, I like it for this segment, but I hate... VHS boxes yeah, that don't tell be you the so specific plot. Yeah, just give me the broad strokes, oh dude. Yeah, an alien <laughs> crash lands, and uh, this kid and his brother's brother has to help uh, destroy it. Yeah, what happens? Will they? Won't they? Is Uncle Herb a fucking pedophile? We don't know. <laughs> Find out. You got to rent it. <laughs> be kind. Rewind. Oh fuck, David. <laughs> what is this movie about? All right. The movie opens up and there's, okay, first of all, I'm going to say this right off the bat and I can't, I can't blame the movie for this because it had a $25,000 budget. So I got to take that into consideration. This movie, when it's dark, it's dark. It's hard to see. You can't see shit. (laughs) I'm watching this and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) There's like these campers, uh, I guess. And some meteor falls to earth, of course, like every movie starts. And, uh, I, it's, they don't really investigate it. They're just like, huh, wonder what that was. And then like one gets eaten. Yeah. And they find it and like, oh, and who gets eaten by the darkness? Like we don't see anything actually. We don't see a creature of any kind. He just gets eaten. And then the other camper's like, Hey, what's going on? And then he went to go get a camera or something and he's, and he gets sucked into like the tent. And And then he's like, he's like twitching, like his hands like twitch and he's bleeding. And then that's it for them too. Yep. They're not main characters at all. I mean, obviously they're dead, but they, we don't hear anything about them ever again. Yeah. That's it. No. And then there's this house and we, it's like morning time and we see a couple waking up at the butt crack of dawn. And this is Sam and Barb. Barb's got like a see-through nighty on. He's here nips. (laughs) (laughs) And they really, I, they don't look like, they don't look like they could have kids that are as old as the kids that they have. <laughs> right. Especially Sam. He looks like he's like 30 and he's got like a 20 year old kid in college. <laughs> like what happened? Yeah. They did look a little young. They looked a little young, but whatever. Um, they're going out of town. 
They're going to leave. I don't know what they're doing. They're going to a market. I don't know. They're going to a flea market. I don't know I what they're doing. I can't remember. Yeah, they're going to go into town or something. So they're leaving really early, and the kids are still sleeping. And her sister and brother-in-law are in town. And that's Herb and Millie. And they're staying with them. But they're leaving before anybody gets up. A rainstorm hits. And Sam has to go down to his basement. Yeah, it's he like wants to check to see something. if it's flooded. Well, you know what, Sam? I'm with you. Because <laughs> my fucking basement was always flood. You need to get yourself a sump pump, Sam. Now, what that does is it takes all the water that rises and it pumps it right out. <laughs> I had this all explained to me. So, uh, anyway, I, I felt for this guy because I was like, yeah, I've been there, dude. Mm-hmm. I've walked down my basement and it's all leaky. He gets eaten. Yup. Like, immediately. Same deal, though. Eaten, like, by a shadow. We don't see any sort of monster. Yeah. Barb goes down. She's like, Sam, are you downstairs, Sam? Where, where are you, Sam? Sam? <laughs> Sam, is that you? Are you all right? What's going on? Quit, quit playing around. There is a cool There's a cool thing that fucking happens here, though. Yeah. She's, like, looking, and she's, like, getting scared, and all of a sudden, Sam's hand comes on her shoulder, and she's like, oh, Sam. And she turns, and it's Sam's a hand and arm sticking out of the monster's mouth yeah <laughs> and it's, it's just like, like oh. <laughs> chewing on it like a cigar and it's just yeah, bouncing yeah. oh so that's that was pretty fucking cool it was pretty cool the alien then proceeds to eat her face off like when alien yeah. gets her starts pulling her face which i thought looked pretty awesome gnarly yeah it's pretty fucking gnarly <laughs> um i i i'll talk about the special effects in my review but Suffice it to say, I love the special effects in this movie. Dude, me too. I think they're awesome. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> um, okay, so then everybody starts slowly waking up. They're dead, okay? But before they died, Barb had written a note and pinned it to the corkboard, and it says, uh, hey, everybody, we left early. Hmm. You know, Did you have one of those corkboards in the 80s? We did. Uh, did we? I don't know if we did or not. We had something. You put notes and like business cards yeah. and stuff like that yeah well currently we have a whiteboard um that's a calendar at our house and we change it every month and we Ah, you know can write in the dates and all the stuff that we have going on you know when you have kids and they have different shit going on activities right yeah there's birthdays track of all that stuff horror conventions i have to write it down the calendar everybody knows uh she writes a note basically says hey we're gone yep and Uncle Herb and Aunt Millie wake up and they see that they're gone. She's making breakfast for everybody. And the kid wakes Pete, up. His name's Charles. Uh, Charles. He's got Charles a fucking awesome room the, with cool monster shit. Yeah, everywhere. Charles. Char- Charles is a cool kid. Yeah, he's like uh, young Tommy Jarvis. Very much. Yeah, he's all into horror stuff and dressing up like costumes and monster movies, and scaring and, people, and pulling pranks, scaring people. We'll get to that in just a second. Um, Pete is his older brother who's in college and he's a wannabe scientist and he's needs to study for a fucking test that's coming up. So he calls, uh, he's in his tidy fucking whiteies. <laughs> it was funny too. He's in his fucking tidy whiteies and he gets a phone call from his buddy and just talking in his underwear. Yep. Uh, and they set up like a study date with his buddy whose name's Frankie. And then, uh, with these girls, uh, Ellen, uh, and Kathy and Kathy. Yep. And uh, anyway, Uncle Herb, let's talk about this guy for a second. He's like a psychologist, I guess. Yeah. 
And him and Millie are on their way through their town because he's got to go to some conference, a psychological psychologist conference, I guess. Um, and he wants to interview Charles. I don't know why particularly, but he really wants to. Yeah. And I kind of guessed it has something to do with uh, like his, his fascination with horror and scary shit, yes. I guess. Probably. But they proceed to have this interview. It's one of the most uncomfortable <laughs> scenes ever. So I thought, David, you and I would reenact this scene. <laughs> so I transcribed this scene. Yeah. Paused it, rewound it, typed it out. This is exactly how it is. And um, I sent it to you. And you and I will now reenact this scene <laughs> between Uncle Herb and Charles, and I will be Uncle... You'll be Unky Herb? <laughs> Unky Herb. All right, ready? <laughs> Picture it, if you will, everybody, uh, in your mind's eye. There's going to be a, a living room setting, 1980s living room setting, and Charles walks in, and Uncle Herb stands up from his chair. He says, oh, sit down, Charles. Charles sits down. Would you be willing to help me with some things for my conference next week? Sure. Great. There's going to be a discussion group of behaviorists in child psych, and I think your hobby would be very interesting. I mean, you're so into it. Do you mind? Eh, no. Great. So I can ask you some questions. You don't have to answer if you don't want to. Charles silently agrees. Let's see now. First of all, um, do you have any favorite monsters? Yeah, I guess so. What are they? Um, the mole people? Um... Frankenstein, um, uh, uh, it, the terror from beyond. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now this one is tricky. How real are they to you? What do you mean? Well, I, I mean, uh, uh, are you ever afraid that you might run into one in real life? Oh, I, I don't mean afraid. I mean, um, do you ever think you might see one? Like you might see an alligator or a bear? No, uh, well, maybe Bigfoot or something. <laughs> okay. Does it ever bother you that they're not real? No, that's why I like them. Ah, good answer. Do you like scaring people? Yeah, it's fun. Do you ever get scared yourself? You mean, really scared? Yes, uh-huh. Mm, not really. Mm, maybe sometimes. I used to. Do you have nightmares? Yeah, I guess so. What about? I don't know. Uh, you know. People chasing me, but you can't run fast enough. Stuff like that. People chasing you? Not not monsters? No. Are you afraid of the dark? Not really. Would you be willing to put on one of your monster costumes and scare me? Well, I don't know. Oh, I, that sounds stupid. How, how could you scare me if I if I know about it? Besides... I don't scare easily. Forget about it. I tell you what, though. I'm going to be working down here for a while. Uh, how about if I come up later and you show me some of your stuff? How would that be? Okay? Okay. Great. End of session. Thank you, Charles. You're welcome. And scene. <laughs> Fucking right. creepy, man. 
<laughs> I mean, it's all pretty creepy up to a certain point, and then it was just like really gets creepy when he's like, "Would you be willing to put on one of your monster costumes Dude, and scare me?" I was watching that. I laughed out loud and rewound it. I I was like, "What? Would you put on your costume? Man? I scare me." Uh, such a fucking Uncle creep Herb? Are, you, are you are you a pedophile <laughs> he's like oh uh are you scared of one-eyed monsters trouser snakes perhaps <laughs> you ever seen a one-eyed trouser snake no he's like what's that oh i'll show you <laughs> aunt millie leaves and this is when herb has this whole pedophile <laughs> conversation with uh charles charles ends up like thinking his uncle's weird he even like gives him like the you're kind of fucking weird look keeping me out uncle herb and he uh goes up to his room uh actually he goes up to get into a costume to scare his fucking (laughs) uncle yes but um millie leaves and on her way out i guess an electrician is stopping by so she pins a note on the front door that says electrician the side door is open go go through there did we ever have at any point prior to this a conversation that an electrician was coming we didn't. However, on the cork board, there was a note. It did say that. Next to the note that Millie writes, um, or not Millie, uh, Barb writes, it says, electrician coming on whatever day. Very good. All right. I'll let it slide. Yeah. So they We're did. Good, they did preview it. So yeah. <clears throat> so she writes a note saying uh, the electrician go around the back. She's heading over to her mother's house, Bunny. And Bunny's having a luncheon for her old uh, friends. Bunny buddies. <laughs> and they're all vegetarians. I don't know why that was like a, a, a point that they were trying to make with this, but these characters all hated meat. <laughs> they were all making ratatouille and fucking veg- vegetarian gumbo and all sorts of shit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, no meat. There was no no meat. But anyway, the electrician arrives and he's going to go down to the basement to investigate the circuit breaker. Now, uh, Charles has his costume on. He's got like a cape and a mask on. Yeah, yeah. He wants to scare the electrician. Yeah. The electrician goes downstairs. We never see the electrician really again. We don't see what happens to him. Yeah. But we do see as Charles goes downstairs and we see kind of the end result of the electrician. He's <laughs> dead. Yeah. He finds his dead, bo- and, his dead body and he finds his mom's head. Yeah, and he sees the basement is infested with these fucking tadpole-like slug fucking creatures. And there's one of them that is fucking huge. That's a three-headed one from the cover of the thing. Yeah, and he's Uh, like, oh, fuck. (laughs) And it's got all these fucking teeth. It looks like the Audrey... Audrey Audrey 2? Little Shop of Horrors, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's like, feed Feed me, Charles. Go get me your perverted uncle and feed me. <laughs> I need to be it's fed like, one file a day. I'm very hungry. Speaking of which, Herb, uh, who said he was going to be working, he falls asleep. And we see we don't really see what happens to him right now, but we see like there's shit crawling underneath the carpet towards him. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Ellen and Frankie arrive to... Um, Oh, uh, should say Charles. Yeah, he sees his mom's he, head. Yeah, but he doesn't leave. Like, so the scene cuts away. No. And now, yeah, he, like, Frankie freezes. and Ellen have arrived at the uh, at the house for their their study date with uh, the brother yep. Pete. And they had found on the side of the road one of these creatures. Yeah, and it's dead. 
And so they take it upstairs and they're like, oh, maybe maybe it's a philothorus or maybe it's a Frankie's an idiot. So he's like, oh, maybe it's a fucking tadpole, you know, tadpole. And they're like, that's what we just said. It's a giant sperm that came (laughs) out of my dick. (laughs) Uh, They cut it up. It is kind of weird here, though, because it goes from like this dissecting scene and then all of a sudden they're back in the bedroom and then they're dissecting it again. It's kind of edited. There's some weird cuts. Yeah. But they as they're dissecting it, Frankie, the dumb one, is like, maybe it's an alien. And, and they're, they're like, like Frankie's so silly. Don't be an idiot. Dumbass. <laughs> he's such a fucking moron. You want to go fuck? And uh, um, we find out that Pete, he's got a thing for Ellen. Because I think Frankie leaves the yeah. room at one point. And he's like, are you uh, going with him? Are you going to the movies? Yeah. But are you going with him? Yeah. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, do you want to go with me? And she's like, to the movies? And he's like, you know what I mean? And she's like... Whatever. You only want me for one thing. He's like, you're damn right. <laughs> I mean, no. What? I'm, I'm so sensitive. <laughs> well, I just came. <laughs> <laughs> they do kiss. Yeah, maybe that's when he, he they finished. Do. They do. <laughs> um, bunnies. We're at, back at Bunny's buddy's house. They prepare lunch and uh, some of the spawn uh, have arrived and infested the house and her guests arrive and she's making her fucking goulash or whatever she's making. She's like a food processor. uh, Yeah. Uh, and she accidentally, one of the slugs gets in there and she doesn't notice and she processes it up and then they're eating it. And like when she turns the processor on the the slug or whatever, it goes, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, they start eating that shit. Oh, gross. And they're all like, Oh, it tastes like shit. (laughs) And, uh, uh, all of a sudden, they're everywhere. These slugs are everywhere. Yeah, just attacking. And they, they start attacking. They start biting their fucking It's Achilles a fun scene, and- too, because when they're eating, uh, Millie goes to the other room to try to call her husband, uh, but she can't get yeah. through to him. So then she walks back in the room, and when she walks back in the room, that's when we see there's just these things chaos. everywhere eating everybody. She's like, holy fuck. <laughs> it's fucking chaos. <laughs> there's one eating somebody's ankle. They're in their hair. And all these old women, I to give them their credit, these old women aren't just laying down. No. They're beating the shit out of these things, <laughs> and they all survive. Yeah, they get away. They get in the car, and they hightail it out of there. They're like, fuck you, bunny. And they fucking <laughs> leave. Back at the house, though, uh, Pete and Ellen uh, and Frankie, they go, well, let's go ask Uncle Herb. Uncle Herb's a, a <laughs> psychologist. He knows a lot about little kids. And <laughs> uh, we're going to go ask him his, his opinion. And they go down there. And Uncle Herb has been like, like he's like he's getting sucked eaten. in. Yeah. Yeah. But they're like, they've eaten his eyeballs out. They've like eaten them from the inside. Yeah. It looked almost awesome like looking. something had like burst out of his chest. I couldn't quite tell. Um, but yeah, yeah. He, his body's all guess, fucked up. Yeah, he's just looked like... He's whoa, very, very like, dead. <laughs> um, Meanwhile, Charles is still in the basement. They've been kind of cutting back and frozen. forth. Like, kid's been in there all day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the adult creature... Oh, real quick. Uh, comes. We should all say that when they see their uncle getting eaten, they're like, oh, Jesus Christ. So they all run uh, up to... Uh, who is it? Pete's room? Is that where they go? Well, they go... Hold on. They go to run, but then the adult creature comes out and he's like... Uh, and it yeah. scares them. And then they're like, get the fuck. And so they go up to Charles's bedroom. That's right. Because that's the first bedroom that they run up to and they barricade themselves in there. Charles distracts the adult one because um, he realizes that they like sound. 
it's like uh that fucking movie with uh John oh Krasinski. yeah right yeah so they slowly he slowly kind of sneaks out of the basement and gets up to where they are yep, yep. and uh he turns on the radio and uh, dude i love that makes, too that, uh, as a distraction it reminded me of when we used to play friday the 13th the game on switch when you uh-huh. do the turn on the radio to distract jason yeah and it would make jason think someone was there yeah yep. and then you fucking take off running uh, <laughs> and you'd still and you go, i got you teehee <laughs> <laughs> um the monster eats the radio and it uh, causes an electrical fire and burns the monster yeah so charles knows that it can be burnt i guess pete and his friends see that Kathy has just arrived. She's a little late to the party. And uh, she's like, where is everybody? What's somebody doing? And they're like, get in here, get in here. We're having an orgy. Get in here. She's <laughs> Take like, off your clergy. <laughs> oh. But anyway, they pull her into the room and uh, they explain it to her. And she's like, oh my God. Uh, but then they all decide that they're going to, oh, she sees it. I think, doesn't she? And she goes, what the fuck yeah. was that? <laughs> yeah. She does say that. That was a great line actually. <laughs> yeah. Because up to that point, it was all kind of like PG 13, but then she's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I was like, that was perfect. Um, the teens, uh, decide that they're going to go to Pete's bedroom so they can use the phone. Cause Charles doesn't have a phone in his room. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they open the door, but then the adult creature is like right there. Fucking so, Kool-Aid man. Isn't just like busting. <laughs> Pete runs to another room and goes out onto the roof. Frankie and Kathy run up to the attic, but Ellen, the chick that Pete got the boner for, yeah. she's stuck in Charles's room. The chick who we think was the main chick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the main love interest of, of Pete, the main love interest. She's stuck in Charles's room. The creature breaks down the door and bites her fucking head <laughs> off. David, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then it like her tosses head her headless corpse out of a window. <laughs> Doesn't even eat her. He's like, fuck you. Yeah. And he throws her body out the window. <laughs> oh, uh, Pete sees uh, her and he's like, uh, through the attic window, but he's, and he's like fucking devastated. Yeah, he's like, he's I like guess I'll move on to Kathy now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as he's looking out the attic, he sees her headless body and he's fucking traumatized. Then he sees his parents' car. I'm like, motherfucker, this whole day, you didn't see that your parents' car was still in the garage. <laughs> like it wasn't hidden. Yeah. But I guess it wasn't, maybe it wasn't visible from where he was, but I, I also did Whatever. like, it was kind of sad because he's at, I think he has that realization that my parents never left Are and they're dead. dead. <laughs> yep. Oh, yep. this is where we get the Kool-Aid man alien. I think doesn't like bust through a door or something. Frankie. Yeah. Well, he busted it through the door. Well, uh, he, might, he does, does it a couple of times. But he busted, <laughs> yeah. Um, Pete's like, I got to go. I got to go. And he's trying to open the door, but Frankie and him start fighting. Like, don't open the door, open the door, don't open the door. And so they're making a bunch of noise. Mm-hmm. This attracts the monsters. Of course. But Charles is the fucking smart one. And while he's been frozen for three hours, he's concocted a plan. And he's been wearing that damn cape the entire time. He never took it off. <laughs> Still got he's his a cape. fucking superhero, David. <laughs> um, he has this bottle of flash powder that he's used earlier on in the movie to kind of like scare. Like a smoke uh, his effect. Yeah. And he takes an electrical cord that he's frayed the end of the wire and he's going to use that as a fuse and shove it into this bottle and he's going to have the monster swallow it. Then he's going to plug the electrical cord in and it's going to blow up through a series of events. That's exactly what happens. (laughs) Yeah. He pulls it off. (laughs) Well done, Charles. 
<laughs> and he blows it up and um then uh, a bunch of people come and they're all like hunting down these little slug like monsters and they're zapping it with like um what are those cattle prods yeah, and shit this like, scene reminded me a lot of night of the living dead like the cleanup aftermath like yes. you got like police and ambulances and yeah they're burned yeah. like piles of dead bodies or t- uh, dead aliens and they're it was exactly them. like that i thought yeah. that same thing and then you got the cops who were talking they're mm-hmm. like oh you got another one we got five more down here you should have seen the size of that one millie returns and she sees pete and charles and um frankie and kathy are taken away and then there's like this guard who's standing outside of the house later on that night and he's talking to his confidant on the phone or on the radio and um he's like yeah, everything's clear here. All of a sudden, he hears like this. Like a rumbling kind of sound. And then it cuts to outside, and we just see a giant, like what we thought was a hill is just a giant one of those. And yeah, it, it stands just bursts out like, of the ground. <laughs> like, oh, shit. The end. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. I thought uh, this movie started and I was like, I'm going to hate this fucking movie. This movie is going to be a movie that I'm like, oh, come on. I thought the same thing. I picked this movie because I was like, this movie is going to be really shitty and we'll have fun making fun of it. But this is going to be like a half head type film. It reminded me of, did you ever watch MST3K? Yeah, a little bit. Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Okay. Mystery Science Theater 3000 had, you can it was one of the early ones that they released on, on VHS and the video store I worked at carried them. And so I watched it. And one of the early ones was an episode called pod people. Mm -hmm. One of the funniest ones. I can see why they released it, but pod people, this reminds me a lot of that movie. And not that I loved that movie. That movie sucked. Uh, but I loved when they made fun of it. Tom Mm -hmm. Servo and crow and Joel all made fun of it. But this movie started that same way. And I was like, this is going to be really bad and, and it's going to be just like pod people. And it's not really fun to watch unless you're watching MST three K make fun of it. Right. But as I'm watching it, I'm realizing I don't hate this movie. I actually am enjoying this movie and it's, I'm, I'm not wanting to make fun of it. Yes. You could make fun of certain things. Yeah. No, I but, had a, I had a ball. This movie was so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> and I said earlier that the special effects were really good. Uh, when the girl got her head bitten off, that was my single favorite scene in the fucking movie yeah, because it's too. like, yeah, I was not expecting it, and it looked awesome. <laughs> yeah, the acting wasn't atrocious. It wasn't good, but it wasn't atrocious. Yeah, it, was it wasn't passable. like, yeah, and the story was pretty simple, but it was entertaining enough, and I think that it would be a fun movie to watch by yourself or even better with a group of people. Yeah, definitely. So for all those reasons, I also can't give it really that high of a rating because right. it's fucking whatever this movie is called. <laughs> the <laughs> deadly spawn. spawn. So I'm going to give it two and a half Pamela Voorhees heads. Same page, my friend. I gave it a two and a half. Also, uh, I thought this there movie was going to be terrible and I had a lot of fun. I almost went three, but I was like, it's not a good movie. Yeah. Like, I, it's like, I feel like my desire to give it a three is more of just because I had fun with it, but it, let's still call yeah. it what it is. Like, it's not a good movie, um, but I was thoroughly entertained. I would totally watch it again. Uh, and I, afterwards, it's like, how come I haven't heard more about this movie? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I would think that this would be a good movie. Like, this would be a good movie for Joe Bob to show. I don't know if he's already shown it. Um, this would. This is a movie this would be that fun I think to, like, people... you could watch like a double feature like this in the Blob or something like that. It's kind of in that or, same or, vein. 
or Night of the Creeps. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With the slug-like creatures. Mm-hmm. This would be a good one. Uh, the Blob is a good example. I I really do think that it's a good movie. Like, it's a good whatever type alien creature. Yeah, creature feature. Story. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I wonder if uh, Fred Decker saw this movie, though. Oh, before he made Night Had, of the Creeps? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Well, when did Night of the Creeps come out? 86. He could have seen it and been like, I can do that movie better. Maybe. And he did. The slug-like creatures and stuff. Yeah, and he did. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. Two and a half heads yeah, overall. Pleasantly surprised. Say, go see it. It's on Shudder right now. Um, well, right now is we're recording this. <laughs> it's probably still on there. Even if it's not, um, I would recommend seeing it. And so if it's it called isn't, the I think Spawn. it was also on YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I watched it on Shudder. Yeah. The Deadly Spawn or Return of the Aliens Deadly Spawn or Return of the Aliens colon, not Return of the Aliens colon. That would be a different <laughs> Return movie. of the Aliens colon. Ah, uh, the <laughs> anus and the asshole. Uh, if you've seen this movie, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. If you haven't seen this movie, we'd still love to hear from you. You should contact us. We are lonely. We're lonely people. We, we need we We're need so lonesome. We need human contact and interaction. Maybe you come over and yeah, so, you put on one of your costumes for us. Try to scare us. Yeah. Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> if I turn the lights off right now and uh, made you feel around for something. And something touches you. Some sort of slug-like thing touches your, th- your thigh. <laughs> even that scene though do you think as the filmmakers were making it because we read that scene and it, it got uncomfortably long while we're reading it like as i'm doing it, i'm like god this is really long i thought the same thing and it was uncomfortably long to watch and i'm like do you think of the filmmakers they'd be interesting you should contact that dude and be like i got a question for you about that movie <laughs> that scene between uncle herb and charles I'm like what's up with that yeah <laughs> And was he a pervert? I want to know more about his backstory. Why did they feel the need to have that scene? Like, why was that scene important? Like, we already knew that Charles was into monsters. Like, we didn't need that. He was talking about it at the breakfast table. Yeah, the scene makes no sense. And, like, Uncle Herb's background and his profession isn't important to the plot. It doesn't make sense. No. Anyway. How can they contact us, David? Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app, TikTok, YouTube, Hive. Uh, search the Swearwolves on those platforms. On Instagram, search the Swearwolves podcast. You can go to our website, theswearwolves.com. You can email us at contact at theswearwolves.com, uh, or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. Great. End of session. Thank you, David. You're welcome.
would you be willing to put on one of your monster costumes and scare me? <laughs> Hold on. Take two. Yeah, yeah.